everybody, whether you're the president of a company or the paperboy, everybody has the exact same amount of time. You and I both have 24 hours a day. No more, no less. The question is, what do you do with your time? successful authors podcast and with me today I have a person that I have been following for years and I saw her when she made her first $10,000 month and then I saw her when she made her first $30,000 month and I said oh I gotta get her on the podcast before she goes to the top and won't talk to me anymore so let me introduce to you the number one mom blogger in the world Oh, I have Eric. none other than Susie from Stardom Mom Blog. Hi, Susie. Hi, Eric. It's an honor to be on your podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I'm so glad you're here because I got so much stuff to ask you. And um, I started following you a long time ago. And um, well, you know what? Let's just have you say it. Uh, where did you start and why did you start blogging? Sure, sure. Of course. So, Eric, I started blogging. Golly, um, I've been creating websites for the last 10 years mm -hmm. where I was coding and creating websites in college. Then after college, I graduated, worked for amazing companies like Walt Disney World and General Electric. Mm -hmm. um, then I had my first baby oh. and I wanted to be home with her. And maternity leave in America is, is very restrictive. It's only three months. So after three months, I wasn't ready to go back to work. So I quit my job <laughs> and I started thinking about how can I um, take my skills and make money from home. So I first started trading stocks. I started selling arts and crafts. And then finally, oh, sorry, I sorry, you created stocks. No, I, I sold, I sold oh. stocks. Yeah. Uh -huh. On online? Online. It was highly unsuccessful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you had a website or, or what was it? No, just, just trading stocks. like. Oh, um, I see. Yeah, stock picker and um, yeah, day trading. Okay. Yeah, uh, it, was, yeah. it was terrible. Um, Did you go I the Bitcoin to... route? No, no, not at all. Okay, and then what? Um, then I tried different things to, um, to kind of make money from home while I was with my daughter. And I finally started blogging. And mm -hmm. um, I started a small kind of lifestyle blog for Catholic parenting mm -hmm. and started making money with that. And then I started teaching my friends how to do it too. And so they who was, I'm, I'm sorry, who was your first teacher or what did you do? You just Googled it, how to start a blog? Yeah, I just Googled. And then? Yeah, there's so much on Google and on YouTube that you can get for free. Yeah. So um, if you have the time and the willingness to kind of dig deep and go through all the free material, then you can build a really good blog. So kind of did that. Mm -hmm. um, then started helping my friends. They would come over to my house and I would help them build their blogs too. And my neighbor started making $10,000 a month. Nice. Like, wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so then I started my teaching blog, startedmomblog.com. And now it's been about three and a half years that I have that blog and I have over 50,000 students. Wow. And, uh, I retired my husband from his corporate job. You retired your husband. That sounds so cool. I retired I him. <laughs> it's like a Terminator or something. <laughs> awesome. I retired him so he can help me raise these three beautiful kids that we have and work from home with me. So cool. But I still have to get back to the very beginning because it's easy to Google stuff and then go astray and find the wrong stuff. So what was your first resource? Golly. Um... <laughs> 
Golly, I mean, I, I was a stay at home mom or I am, mm-hmm. and I had time, time just to yeah. kind of tinker around. Okay. I would just Google how to start a blog, how to get traffic wow. to my blog. What but to there's blog nobody about. that shines out in your memory, like Pat Flynn or, or I don't know. Probably Pat Flynn, Pat Flynn, most likely. And, <laughs> um, and Neil Patel. Oh, I love oh, those yeah. two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I know them too. Yeah. Well, I don't know them personally, but yeah, <laughs> two big guns, big, big, big guns. I, I remember Pat Flynn, he started out making eight grand with his PDF uh, for how to, you know, take the architecture test and all that. Right. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. So, okay. Okay. That makes sense now because I mean, if you just go to Google, I mean, there's so much stuff now and um, mm-hmm. really yeah, you can get, kind of get lost if you don't just choose one teacher and go with one yeah. teacher. It's it's helpful to find one role model that you go with. Otherwise, you're mm-hmm. going to be bouncing around between everybody. Exactly, exactly. And so this is really cool because you started teaching your friends at home mm-hmm. and, and then they started making more money than you. Well, yeah, yeah. They started making really good money. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, then let me, <laughs> let me teach more people and help more of them. Okay. So, yeah, go ahead. Because um, as stay-at-home moms, like we we want to contribute back to our families, we want to help our husbands with carrying the the burden of the finances. So mm-hmm. it's such a an outlet for moms to be able to do something from home. Okay, so uh, I really want to um, focus on that beginning uh, for all the newbies out there that have never started a blog. What's your best tip for them? How to start it right? Golly, the best way to start a blog is just to go ahead and start. Mm -hmm. I think so many people get stuck between trying to launch the perfect blog and to make it look beautiful. Hmm. And people spend too much time tinkering with their colors and their logos. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even have, maybe, maybe. Um, But I don't even have a logo and um, (laughs) the blog is doing well. So some things are, the the essential things are creating content and promoting it. Hmm. That's what I would focus on if I would restart. Yeah, that's um, because you, you, your blog and is so rich with resources. You have the start a blog plan. Yeah, you have the excellent lead, mag- uh, excellent free stuff, excellent PDFs and the printables. That's one of my things too is printables. And yeah, um, so that's why I'm, I'm, I have to remember that a lot of beginners are listening. So I don't, I can't just geek out right away. <laughs> you know? right. And, uh, so, yeah, I saw you. Fantastic printable on the side of your blog. It looked great. Which one's that? Um, what is it? The one at the very top, the burning fist. Yes, that one. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's my new one. Um, yeah, yeah. The 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 power to publish. Yeah. That one in the seven day challenge. I love that one too. Oh, cool. Thank you. That's just actually a poster for the course. Actually, maybe I'll make a printable out of it. Yeah. I like it. Thank you. So let's get back to you. Let's um, tell us about your first 10K month. How did you do that? Oh, boy. So um, <laughs> I launched my blog on January 16th, 2016. Okay. Uh, after kind of working on it on the back end for a couple months and then launching it on that day. Mm-hmm. And then a year later, mm-hmm. I made $10,000 in my first month or nice. in, a, in a month. Was that um, a big was... launch or how was that? No, it was... It was just the timing of kind of the time of the year. Uh-huh. Uh, when you think about January, it's mm-hmm. a time when people start new hobbies. They start new goals. Um, a lot of people go back and get gym memberships because they start a new fitness routine. Hmm. And also a lot of people go back and think like, okay, this is the year I'm going to start a blog. So January hmm. is a good month for 
the new hobbies, new venture um, blogs out there. So that's why my blog did so well in that month. I also had all my products set up. I had my eBooks and my mm -hmm. courses. So all the traffic that I was getting, I was able to convert it into customers. Oh, 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 you just hit two big, massive keywords that I want to dive into <laughs> traffic and conversions. But um, uh, first of all, so was it your products or affiliate products in that first 10K? That first 10K, probably about 60% my products and 40% affiliates. Excellent, excellent. Sounds good. So, okay, traffic and conversions. Um, I saw a lot of your stuff about Pinterest. Is that your number one? Uh, I, I remember, I think one of your quotes was your, most of your traffic will probably come from Pinterest in the beginning. And then later on you SEO or something like that. Is that. Yes, you are so correct, Eric. Oh, okay. Um, in the beginning, because my audience, I have a very female women focused audience, a lot of them are on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. And Pinterest is easy to get traffic um, from because all you need to do is create a beautiful image and put it on Pinterest and link back to your blog. Okay, wait a second, so... wait a second. But <laughs> is it it's is it really that easy? Because I heard about group boards and Tailwind and IFTT and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so there's multiple <laughs> ways where you can take your pin, you can pin it to your own boards, you can pin it to group boards, um, you can pin it to um, tribes, which is part of the tailwind. It's a, it's a program that allows you to kind of pin automatically. Mm -hmm. So there's different ways that you can pin to Pinterest and different places in Pinterest to pin. Mm -hmm. Um, but essentially it's creating a beautiful marketing image and putting it on different groups or different boards in Pinterest to get those people to see your pin and come back mm -hmm. to your blog. But when you, you can't pin, well, I think you shouldn't pin to multiple boards at the same time, right? Because then you get the pin, your pin shows up like like five times in your own feed and it looks dumb, right? Yes, yes. So you want to, that's why programs like Tailwind works well, uh -huh. because they drip through, they drip your content out. So you can say, my pin needs to go to these five boards, but Tailwind, can you pin it for me? over the next five days. So mm -hmm. I don't have to log into my computer and manually do it. Mm -hmm. um, you can definitely do it manually in the beginning when you don't want to invest more money in your blog. But if you mm -hmm. have a little bit of money to spend, you can invest in Tailwind or use some kind of programs like IFTTT that can mm -hmm. help you pin automatically um, to get your pins on Pinterest, but not bombard Pinterest all at once. So um, can you just give us a global view of the strategy? Do you pin it all to your own boards or you just oh, hit? Yeah. But what do you do? You do your board and then another group board or five to one or how is it? So <laughs> say for example, I create a new post. Yeah, I would create two or three pin images for that post, okay. not just one because I want to have more marketing material to go out. Okay. So I would create, for example, three pins for that post. Okay. I would put them in the post or I could pin directly on Pinterest, but I would mm -hmm. first pin to the most relevant my own board that I have on Pinterest. So mm -hmm. say for example, it's a pin about how to be a better parent. Okay. I would pin that pin onto a board that's all about parenting or how to be a good parent or a good mom. Right. And then maybe the next day I would pin it to one of my other group or my other personal boards that's also relevant to that mm -hmm. pin. So say for example, how to be um, a happy mom and I would pin that there. Then okay. on the third day, I would start pinning it to group boards that are as relevant as I can get them to that pin. Because the first time you pin to Pinterest, 
you're telling Pinterest that this pin is about this topic. So if you pin something from parenting to a food blog, you're going to confuse <laughs> Pinterest. So yeah. you want to pin a parenting thing to a parenting blog and, um, and kind of drip it throughout the week to different boards hmm. and then come back the next month. You can either change the description of the pin or change the image and redo the cycle again. Interesting. So, but if you've had two to three images already, then you're talking about another two to three images for the next yeah. month. Exactly. And you can even do, so say for example, you have three images, you can yeah. pin all three of those images to your most relevant group board or personal board. And then the next day to another relevant personal board, because you have three images, they're all going to the same post, but yeah. they look different in the feed. So it yeah. doesn't look like you're bombarding or spamming. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And um, so uh, group boards are still working because you always hear that, oh, you know, Pinterest doesn't like that anymore or stuff like that. Because remember, they, they closed down board booster. Mm -hmm. So, so now basically all that's left is Tailwind, I think. And um, so, so group boards still work? They don't work as well as they used to. Ah. But the positive is that personal boards work better. Oh, which is something that you have complete control over. You your own, you mean your own boards? Yeah, your own boards. Really? Yeah, they work really well. So create really specific um, personal boards with good descriptions and good keywords in the titles mm -hmm. and then pin relevant pins to those, uh, your own personal boards mm -hmm. and then pin them to group boards. But actually like personal boards are doing very well. Interesting, okay, thank you for that. Tell us about um, Tailwind a little bit, because um, I'm I'm getting ready to dive into that, uh, but I'm just just don't know how to use it. You know, it's I I, uh, I heard a tribe supposed to be really good, and so I got my free month or whatever. I got my free profile in in, and I'm ready to dive in. So, what would you suggest first? Ali, Tailwind works really well if you have a lot of pins. So, if mm -hmm. you're just starting, you can manually pin your five or ten pins that you have. Mm -hmm. If you have 10, 20, 30, 40 pins, mm -hmm. it's really hard to go manually pin them all. So right. that's when Tailwind comes in. You can schedule it to your own personal boards. You can create group boards, like lists. You can create lists of your own personal boards and lists of group boards. And then you can take that pin and cycle it through the list of your own personal boards. And then it goes through the list of group boards. So Tailwind helps you just pin while you're on vacation or while you're doing something else on your blog mm -hmm. or while you're recording a podcast, yeah. Tailwind can still pin for you. So it's helpful. Mm -hmm. um, it's not, hmm. it just saves you that time from mm -hmm. manually pinning. But what about tribes? I, I heard the, well, not the only reason, but one of the main reasons to use Tailwind is because of the tribes feature. Tribes are great. And it's kind of the same thing again, like the group boards, if you get onto a great group board, mm -hmm. that's helpful. And same thing with tribes. If you get onto a good tribe that's active and repinning each other's pins, then it's, then it's helpful to do that. So when you pin to a tribe, you're pinning to a, a separate board or is that a board on your own or something that's also in the tribe? I don't get it. <laughs> I think it's on Tailwind. It's a tribe. It's, that's where they pin it. Uh -huh. And then from there, people pick it off the tribe board and put it onto Pinterest. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hmm. Interesting, indeed. Okay. <laughs> so it. So that's. Is that one of your recommended strategies? Um, I don't dabble that much in tribes. Every now and then, I would try them out, 
But mm -hmm. honestly, Eric, what I found lately mm -hmm. is just uploading the pin directly to Pinterest, hmm. even skipping Tailwind and all the fancy tools. Hmm. And um, maybe this is a good thing for your readers to hear. Yeah. Just directly putting it on Pinterest and pinning it to your own personal board has done really well for me. Interesting. So you're talking about not even going to your blog and pinning the pin, but going to Pinterest and uploading directly to Pinterest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought that was like not good because you want it to link to your blog and all that. And then they see that it's a rich pin from your blog. Well, you, if you upload it manually to Pinterest, you do put your link in. So it does link back to your blog. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I do that. And if that pin does really well, then I'll go add that image to my blog. But yeah, cool. Interesting, because I heard that you want rich pins, you know, and you only get that if if you if you have a business account and you, you know, you go to your blog and link from there, I think. Yeah. Golly, I think like even if I manually upload it, it's still going to be a rich pin because it sees oh, my okay. blog is verified. Yeah, cool. All right. So that that was Pinterest and you think that Pinterest is going to be the first stop or the, the main source of traffic and then what? And then SEO, but SEO takes about a year to pick up. Yeah. But so this is the, the thing I have a problem with. I think you need to start with SEO because you can't just plug it in later, you know, cause it's right, also right. a way of thinking and working. So what do you yeah, think? So it's that catch 22. So you have to write posts in a well SEO format. Mm -hmm. And then know that the traffic is not going to come from SEO in the beginning, but these posts are, they kind of like they're hatching or they're, they're in their, their, what do you call it when somebody's cooking, I guess they're cooking, right? Yeah. So you have to put the right ingredients in, you have to use the right key terms and the right kind of structure for the SEO mm -hmm. posts, but they're not going to be done and ready to eat <laughs> until a year later. Yeah. Um, so in that meantime, you can create good pins on Pinterest and get Pinterest traffic. And then eventually your SEO traffic is going to pick up. Yeah, I can I can attest to that. It's so funny. Um, I get mails from people sometimes. Hey, I just discovered your page. And would you like to link to my resources and all that? And then I look and it's a page that I don't even have on my blog anymore. But Google picked it up. Yeah. You know? wow. So yeah, so I'm going to look at that page again. And, 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 and since it's ranking and people are asking me about it, you know. Um, so okay. So um, and what is, uh, so what is, now that you're kind of advanced, uh, oh, uh, <laughs> what is your number one traffic now? SEO now. Okay. So Mr. Yeah. Google. Mr. Google. Oh, I love no. Mr. Google. I <laughs> love back. <laughs> Isn't it awesome? Yeah. Once that one of those pages is ranking, it's like, yeah, I dig it too. Right. Um, and then you just cross your fingers. It doesn't unrank. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm sure, you know, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket, you know, so. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. why I'm still working on my Pinterest and, and especially my email list as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, tell us about, well, I, no, let's not jump to conversions yet. Have you, um, did, uh, have you tried paid advertisement like Facebook ads? Mm-hmm. I did. Um, I was, I believe it was last, gosh, was it 2018? Yeah. 2018 for about three or four months. I did. I ran Facebook ads and good, bad. Yeah, it was fantastic. And then why did you stop? <laughs> because I got lazy <laughs> <laughs> okay. because the ads were doing very well mm -hmm. and we were just throwing more money into the ads mm -hmm. and, um, I was neglecting 
blogging on my blog. I was uh, creating content. I was not working on my organic traffic. Mm -hmm. um, and then it was, it was kind of making me lazy of not blogging anymore because I was just throwing money into, into the advertisements. Mm -hmm. And then I also realized that ad conversions, um, a lead I get from paying for it doesn't convert as well or pay as much as an organic lead. Ah, there we are. That's, I wanted to talk about conversions next because, um, uh, you know, a lot of people, yeah, like, like you kind of said, you know, they paid advertisement is kind of the lazy way, you know, uh, skip the organic stuff, skip talking to people and helping people yeah. directly. Let's just do some paid advertisement, get rich quick, all that stuff. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, but then what's the point if it doesn't convert, right? Right, 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 right. And or say, for example, I would pay for a lead from Facebook, but they would only spend, say, $10 on my blog. But if I get somebody from organic traffic, they would spend $19 on my blog. Yeah. So do you know what, what metrics do you watch the most, you know, EPC or earnings per subscriber or what are your metrics or KPIs? I just um, see how much money I make every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I love it. I love it. That Hey, simple is the best, right? Right, right. Keep and I see simple. and I try to make more money than I did the month before and then we're good. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's really interesting because, um, like I said, some people just swear by paid advertisement, you know, just skip all it of works. that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great for growing quickly. And if you have the money to put into it. But I would not neglect the organic side and actually building that relationship with your readers because that's going to really build a strong foundation for your business where the paid advertising will get you leads quickly. You just have to make sure that you retain them. Right, right. So um, do you focus more on blogging and content or on your email list and subscriber count? Golly, both. The one okay. leads into the other. Yeah. Um, I create okay. content and I, and I blog and I promote it to grow my email list. Mm -hmm. So the more traffic I have to my blog, the more email subscribers I get and the more email subscribers I get, the more people I put into my funnels um, that eventually become customers. So what would be then, well, we kind of talked about it in traffic. What's your number one marketing channel now? SEO? SEO. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Okay. That's awesome. All Thanks, right. Eric. And yours? Yeah. Mine, um, well, th that's a, a different story. Uh, I've got too much stuff going on. I'm in the process of, of focusing and paring everything down, you know, doing less but doing it better. Yes. So I've got ebooks and my blog. And between those two, I'm still spread too thin. So one of my secret, well, not my secret, uh, it's, yeah, my, us, it, it's uh, to, to publish free books on Amazon. So that's free traffic. And if you do it right, you get a lot of free traffic and, and you get subscribers. And then, then you can always kick in those Amazon ads and get more. And uh, so that's one of them. The other one is SEO. And the other ones, uh, so those are my main two main ones. And then the third one is like a grab bag because you know how it is in the beginning when everything works. So you don't know which one to, to do. And then you have your favorites. And then, but then these others are working. And so why aren't you doing that? And then you're, there you are again, bells and whistles and being distracted. And so yeah. Facebook ads work for me right now. I've got um, Facebook videos and like down to like three cents a click. And so, wow. yeah, so that's my thing right now is building Facebook video audiences. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to test them to see 
if they work better than an email list because the interesting thing about a video audience is people cannot unsubscribe. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, there there is kind of a way, but nobody knows about it. I mean, not Joe average user, right? Yeah, right. So, um, so when you think about it like this, instead of sending emails, you send videos, and and it's, it, you you would send this exact same video to a video audience that you would to your email list. Mm-hmm. So so that's what I'm experimenting with right now. And when you think about it, you know, when you're over 10,000 subscribers, all of those email software uh, things cost a lot of money. They do. And, but the advantage is you don't have to pay every time to send an email. You pay per month. And with, with video uh, ads, you have to pay every time you run an ad. So, so yeah, you really got to know your numbers and you really got to know your EPC and your EPS and on lifetime value, all that stuff to make sure that you, you know, you're making profit off of it, you know? Right. So, so that's my thing right now. And, uh, but yeah, so you asked me a question. <laughs> no, so, I love it. I definitely yeah. can learn so much from you. Yeah. But I'm still getting the numbers back on it. It's working. I'm building audience like gangbusters, like three cents. And so, the reason I'm doing that is because my main genre is kids' books, and kids Ooh. usually don't have emails, so I have to right. look for something else, right? And so I'm going to get back to everybody on that. I'll, I'll be, I'm, I'm going to write a big, fat, hairy blog post about that. And um, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I hope so. We'll see the numbers later. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but back to you, number one mom blogger in the world. Oh, thanks. What um what really got my eye lately was your ebooks on your website. Now this is um a really cool um is it a funnel? You have an ebook plus a course. How does that work? Oh yes, yeah. It's um so somebody would subscribe to my blog plan. So it's a calendar of kind of what to do in the first year yeah. for your blog. Yeah. Um and it's kind of broken down by different categories. And that by so the they- way is how I kind of got a hold of you and and that was one of my favorite favorite printables from you and uh, we are going to put that in the show notes and and everybody should go get that i highly recommend that to everybody listening right now susie has the best start a blog plan in the world and it's a free <laughs> printable i'm serious i i printed it out i'll have to take a picture of it and show you wow. and because you know i i saw a lot of stuff that i already did in it and and, and so i was totally jibing with it and like, oh yeah 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 and that's right and then i learned from it too so really for beginners this this uh, blog plan is like super good and it, it gets you focused and you really just go step by step. So sorry for interrupting you, but I had to do that. So. I love it. Thank you, yeah. Eric. Okay. And, and so they start with that and then? And then on the thank you page, after they sign up, um, I give them an offer to my ebook mm-hmm. and with a little video. So kind of what you're doing with video, video is important. So on mm-hmm. that thank you page, a little video of me saying, thanks for Signing for the blog plan. Here's a special offer on my ebook. If they take the ebook, they have again a special offer to my course. Mm-hmm. So the one leads into the other, um, and it's just a simple funnel from freebie to ebook to course, and it works really well. Interesting because the thank you page is probably the most important page of a funnel, and most newbies forget it uh, because. Oh, yeah. In the beginning, they don't have stuff to sell, maybe, you know. So is this your favorite funnel? It is my favorite funnel. <laughs> I think, you know, 
80% of that I already have too. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm right with you on that one. So you've got, so you've got the free lead magnet or a printable blog plan and on the thank you page, you're offering the ebook, but the ebook is only on your blog. It's not on Amazon, correct? No, it's not on Amazon. Maybe you can teach me how to get it on Amazon. Eric. Oh yeah. Well, that's why I was going to ask you. Why not? You know, <laughs> why isn't it on? No, nobody's yeah. taught me. And oh, I would, I've cow. always, like you said earlier, like there's so much to do, so many bells and whistles. And then mm -hmm. was one of those whistles mm -hmm. that I know somebody's blowing at me, but I mm -hmm. just haven't acted on it. So maybe this is the time for me to do it now that I'm talking to you. Well, yeah, <laughs> sure. But first of all, I wanted to ask you, isn't your ebook like 40 bucks? Um, well, the blog by number ebook that I use in the funnel is 18. Oh, okay. 18. I do have some, I do have some ebooks that go up to $47. And that is part of the course or, or how does that work? The ebook is intrinsic integrated in the course, or it's just, it's just on the thank you page. It's a standalone product or how was that? Yeah. So the, I have multiple ebooks and mm -hmm. the one that works for the funnel is kind of like a high level of of the course. Mm -hmm. So you can go through the ebook and do all the things to set up your blog and get traffic to it and, and make it work. Mm -hmm. But if you want kind of that mouse clicking, kind of see how I do it on the screen, mm -hmm. then you get more of the technical help in the, in the course. And the course is on teachable. Yes. So is this the, um, so the ebook is like two digits and then the course is three digits or something like that. Oh no, I, I cater to stay at home mom. So my course is, well, it's almost three digits. It's 97. Okay. <laughs> okay. <Right on. laughs> I, you know, I really like teachable, but they're like, like a hundred bucks a month or something. They are pricey. Um, but what other solutions do you, are you looking at? I love Gumroad, but Gumroad, it, you, you do not have the online experience like teachable. So I have my own blog. A, a dedicated online course for my course that teaches you how to make an ebook, but I'm just so sick of the website maintenance. So I'm looking at platforms like Teachable, and they're all kind, uh, you know, Udemy, Teachable, Skillshare, and they're all kind of pricey. And and uh, you know, I I don't know if I have this rule: don't don't add costs until you make more money. You know, Makes yeah. Sense. yeah. So I'm really don't want to add that cost, and I I do have the dedicated website already, which you can, you know, you can do more, of course, with a dedicated right. website, but oh, it's definitely. just so much maintenance. And, you know, I'm not that at that level with that. I have a team yet. Do you have a team? Um, well, it's pretty much just me and my husband and okay. I have three mommies that work for me, but they help me create content. That's so awesome. they're not, yeah. Well, that's like, a cool, like that sounds like a cool team, you know, it's a fantastic team. So my husband actually creates his own courses on his blog. Because yeah. he likes to tinker with the technical yeah. and have all the tools work together. Yeah. I, on the other side, I'm just like, just have Teachable handle it and process all my payments. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just went the easy route. <laughs> well, the, well, that's exactly why I like Gumroad. They are just so easy. And one of the main reasons I use Gumroad is because they handle all of the taxes, all of the sales taxes yeah. in Europe and America. Does Teachable yeah. do that too? I believe they do. I believe they do. I think I'm grandfathered into one of their systems that actually does that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I, I, I don't like, well, I like PayPal, but I have a lot of European uh, people and uh, it's a pain to set up the, the VAT and PayPal and then, and then us sales tax. And that's something I have to learn, but why when I've got Gumroad or teachable, right? So exactly. Yeah. 
Okay, so what do you say to people that say they don't have time to start a blog? I mean, I remember one of the first courses I saw, I think you have a free course on Teachable too, and you're nursing your kid. And I had to laugh, yeah. of course, you know. <laughs> and I, ah, yeah, but you know, like I'm, I'm talking to all the readers out there, man, you guys out there don't make fun of mom blogs. They're the best in the space. They're the best online. They're ripping it up, guys, man. I mean, so anyways, I saw your free Teachable course and and uh yeah so what do you say to people that don't they say they don't have the time golly i mean i can i can do my mean mom thing and be like you just don't want it bad enough um <laughs> yeah. yeah go ahead <laughs> but honestly we can all make time if you know how much this will change your life by having your own product your own ebook your own mm -hmm. blog how much your life can change if you put in a little bit of work um mm -hmm. everybody can wake up a little earlier I mean, we all kind of sleep in or we can spend an hour or two at night working on your dream project. Yeah. Um, I would, golly, when it was just me and the kids and John was still at work, I would wake up super early before the kids woke up and I would work on my blog. How or early? I would four or five. Oh, geez. Oh, that hurts just to hear it. <laughs> I am getting better. I've got it before six o'clock. Good, 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 good. That's a big deal for me, actually. So I'm sorry, I interrupted you again. No, no, no worries, no worries. This is what it's about. Yeah. Um, so waking up early, staying up late, giving up that TV. I know it's hard at night to kind of relax after a hard day and you just put the kids to bed and now you just want to take two hours for yourself. Um, but that's honestly when I get my work done is when the kids are in bed mm -hmm. and I can sit in front of my computer and it's quiet. And I get another cup of coffee at eight o'clock at night and I spend another two hours on the blog and working on it. Does your family support you or is there some resistance going on there? My husband supports me fully. I mean, awesome. he, um, it's fantastic. And it, it really does help to have a family that's supportive, mm -hmm. um, especially when you're just starting and you're not making money yet. And people are thinking that you're just spending time on a website and it's not going to pay off it's really nice to find that champion, that person that really believes in you. So maybe it's not your spouse, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's your mom, um, maybe it's your brother or sister, but find somebody who believes in you mm -hmm. and just call on them when you're having a down day and you feel like, okay, this is not gonna work. Get your champion to help and build you up. Hmm. That's a good tip, yeah. I don't know who my champion is. I'll have to find one. <laughs> yeah, because it's so much a mindset thing, Eric. Yeah. Or grow something from scratch and from from nothing it takes a lot of effort and yeah. and confidence on your side to to be able to make this work yeah and um i don't know if you're at that point yet but i'm definitely i can't hear the word luck anymore when i tell people about you know making money with a webinar and then they say oh you got lucky and oh man i just cringe you know it has nothing to do with luck you know yeah yeah so Very right so um, what are the most profitable blogging niches? So, you know, somebody's just starting out, what would you recommend? Golly, so there are four main places where people spend money, right? Yeah. Um, they'll spend money on looking better and feeling better. So on their health, they'll spend okay. lots of money on that. They'll spend money on their relationships, how to have a better relationship with their, their spouse or how to get a boyfriend or have mm -hmm. a girlfriend or anything with relationships, how to be a better parent. Um, mm -hmm. People will also spend money on saving time. So that's why tools like Tailwind works because it saves you time so you don't have to manually pin or how to get more time. So people spend money on getting more time. 
And then lastly, people spend money on making money. So yeah. I spend money on stocks, hoping for a return. Mm -hmm. um, I will spend money to figure out how to save more money. So those four things, health, wealth, relationships, and time. If mm -hmm. you blog about one of those niches, that's something where people spend money so you can make a profitable niche out of it. Yeah, I don't, I can't even count how many influencers I know, or I, I'm on their list that started out with a stock picker website or something, you know? Oh, golly. Yeah. 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 Make money online by selling, making money <laughs> online courses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stocks is a hard one. I tried. Yeah, I, um, yeah. I thought I was smarter than the market. Yeah. <laughs> That, that is a rabbit hole, but I, I'm not going to go down that one right now. So, <laughs> so tell us about your printables. Are they, are your printables, um, is, is that the, the first way to make money or are they always free for lead magnets? Golly, most of my time or most of the time I use my printables as lead magnets. Okay. Yeah. It's nice to give somebody something for free, um, mm -hmm. before you ask them for money. So yeah. They get to your blog, they get all the amazing free content, then they get a free gift in the form of a printable mm -hmm. or a checklist or so on. And then you start building that relationship through email, through videos, and then you do the ask. Or you can do the ask in the beginning, and mm -hmm. that works, it works well. Um, mm -hmm. But not a lot of people are gonna bite in the beginning, right after they sign up for the freebie and then go through the tripwires. Yeah. So some people take a little bit longer to warm up and you build up that relationship with them in that way. Tripwires. I like that. It sounds so military like, but um, <laughs> so uh, you're talking about the email sequence right now, right? Yes. So how long or what do you recommend for an email sequence? Golly, um, as long as it takes you, yeah. you have to at least email your subscribers once a week. Mm -hmm. But so number one I, question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. So I have funnels where people go and they can click on different things in the emails and they get added to different sequences, depending on what their interest are, mm -hmm. but I also have my weekly broadcast on Mondays where I email my entire list. Hmm. And which uh, software are you using or provider? I use ConvertKit. ConvertKit. Okay. From our buddy, Nate, um, Nathan, um, oh, I forgot his Barry. name. Genau, Nathan Berry. Nathan Berry. I took one of his, um, on Gumroad, they had a, a small product lab and he was leading it. It was really oh. awesome. I wish they would do that again, but they haven't done it for over a year. But um, yeah. Okay. Awesome. So you're using ConvertKit. So when do you ask in the first week? Because cause they, you already got them on the thank you page. You offered them something, right? Mm -hmm. but, but that's not the ask in your email sequence. When do you ask in your email sequence for the sell? I I very lightly ask in my email sequence. I just do it through a PS line oh, where okay. I give them again, um, help and I build that relationship. And then just at the bottom, a little PS line, like, Hey, if you're interested in any of my products, go here. And then how, uh, okay. So that's in the first week and then you segment from there or how does it work? Yeah. Yeah. If they click on that PS link, then they get added to a new sequence where I tell them about my products and then I offer them a discount on the products or some kind of special. But nice. unless they click on that link, I don't feel like they're warm enough. Mm -hmm. So they'll be on my normal welcome sequence until mm -hmm. they click on the PS link and then they'll put into the sales sequence. Oh, cool. Cool. I like that. That's, that's some direct response going on there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, so some people call this the nurture sequence, you know, so they stay in the nurture sequence forever until they hit that next level. So Right. And do you, okay, so then when do you, you do the hard sell? Golly, I, I don't really, only when I launch something, mm -hmm. I'll do a okay. hard sell. And that might be once, maybe twice a year, okay. I would do a hard sell. But other than that, it's just kind of mm -hmm. letting the system work. Okay. So tell us about, oh, are we allowed to talk about it? Your first 30K? Yeah, sure. Okay. Tell us about that. Was it a steady, gradual climb or was launches and launches, launches? It was a steady, gradual climb of just adding a little bit more products, one more ebook to my, my list, one more course to my, my list of products. Um, golly. I like so that. It was yeah. I, I prefer yeah. organic over launches because right. like, launches are great, but then you get that spike and then what, you know? Exactly. My biggest launch was, um, I actually hit 70 K. Ooh, that nice. Um, but... tell, tell us about, oh, wait a minute. Tell us about that. Was this the a freebie to an ebook to a course or how did that work? No, it was actually a new course that I launched. Okay. So... And how big was your email list at that time? I think around 30. Okay. And how did you build them up to 30,000? Uh, through printables. Oh, awesome. I love it. Loving it. I, I haven't done that yet though. Okay. How do you build your email list to 30 grand with printables? Traffic. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait, we, and we got that Pinterest, Pinterest and SEO. Okay. All right. Thank you. It's just doing it consistently. And, yeah. um, and testing out different printables. So mm -hmm. I have a printable that works really well, but it took me a long time to get to it. Mm -hmm. It took me about a year of testing out different freebies and mm -hmm. PDFs until I found the one that converted very well. Yeah. And by the way, isn't there a block about this in your free blog plan calendar? I, I believe I have talked about this before. Yes. <laughs> it's in the first one or two weeks, I think of your, your free blog plan a year, a year yearly calendar. And um, yeah, it's in there. So, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So um, yeah. And uh, so that's nice because that 30 K is kind of uh, it's, it's not a spike. It's kind of organic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I hit about 30 K to 40 K per month, depending on if I, if I ran like a small mother's day sale yeah. or uh, spring sale or so on. So it hovers between 30 and 40 K. Mm -hmm. Um, I've yet to hit my 100K for one month. So <laughs> that's, that's the next goal. <laughs> you can't see how many shades of green I'm turning right now because I want everybody to remember <laughs> that you did this in, in like, what, two years? Uh, yeah, I grew the blog to 10K in one year and then mm -hmm. to 30K in two years. So anybody that wants to learn blogging, go to Start a Mom Blog, right? Oh, thanks, Eric. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm happy to help him. I yep. also offer free coaching. So I want my students to yeah. be able to do this too. Yeah. And I just love it because, you know, you know, you still hear people saying, oh, you can't do that anymore. That was luck. No, it's not luck. I've, I've interviewed so many people. It's not luck. It's just hard work and persistence. And another example of somebody that did it in within two, two years, you know, so. Okay. So now that we're there, what are some of the biggest myths about blogging? That it's easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that it's luck. Do it yeah, <laughs> yeah, that it's luck. Yeah. That you can do it overnight. Yeah. Um, 
it's that that consistently it's waking up early, staying up late, working on something when you don't see a return yet. I compare it very much to working out, like going mm-hmm. to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see your six pack the first month. You're not going to see it the first five months. <laughs> it's going to take a while before you see that six pack and those muscles that you want to see. But <laughs> if you do it consistently, if you do the right things, it's going to grow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm no comment. I'm not going to talk about my six pack there. So. <laughs> I bet it looks fantastic. Yeah, thank you very much. So, um, so what was one of the biggest mistakes you made? Not believing in myself, letting my mindset kind of take over and comparing myself to other people mm-hmm. and kind of spiraling downwards and kind of finding myself in that negative space. And that would set me back for a week or so, especially in the beginning when I was just starting, I would get so down on myself. Hmm. And then I would slowly kind of climb out of that hole and work hard again, and the blog would move forward. But every time I fall into one of those spirals, then the blog kind of stops growing because I'm not feeding it and I'm not working with my readers and helping them. So what do you call this? You said mindset, but mm, what is it? I don't know. I don't know what you call it. Just positive. You need to have a positive mindset. Are, are, are there any um, any uh, people or techniques or methods or books that helped you out of this? What do you do when you get in that negative mindset? Um, most of the time, it's just the normal health things. Like I'm not sleeping well, so I, I'm negative on myself. I compare myself too much to other bloggers that are years ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not necessary. You You have your own audience. You can grow your own thing. And, or if I'm not eating right, I know there's just, it's just basic things, but those really do have an impact on how well you can flourish in your business. If you're drinking every night or you're not sleeping every <laughs> night or like those things do have an impact. <laughs> yeah. So what is the mindset one should have if they're going to be a successful blogger? Um, what, what, I have a term for this. <laughs> it was stubbornly optimistic. Oh, I like it. I like it. Trick question because I, I didn't put it on our questions sheet. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Stubbornly no optimistic. Worry. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm going to have to Thanks. put that on mine. Okay. So that's awesome. So what is your favorite funnel or lead magnet combination? Um, It's just the, the PDF to an ebook to a course works really okay. well. All right. And yeah, if because... you're just starting out and you only you don't have the course yet, you can do a PDF to an ebook mm-hmm. to um, maybe a consulting call or mm-hmm. a one-on-one service with you if you mm-hmm. don't have a, a course yeah. yet. Yeah. Yeah, because I've seen you've been building your product palette out really nicely in your blog. So you have several different ways. That's why I ask you, you know, what, what what's your favorite one? Which one's working best? You know, so yeah. Nice. So uh you said you have 50,000 students. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. All through Teachable, are they all went through your Teachable courses? Yeah, yeah. So 50,000, um, about 10,000 of those are paid students mm-hmm. that have paid some of my products, and then the rest are in my free courses. Nice. So I've seen some of their examples, and they're making 1 to 10K. Why don't you tell us about some of your students? Sure. So... Um, some of my students blog about crocheting and they're making really? two to three K per month. Yeah. <laughs> doing a blog on crocheting. And what are they um, selling? Uh, patterns. Interesting. Printables? Yeah. yeah, printables, but they're 
patterns for crochet. Yeah, I didn't even think of that, that you can make a printable for a crochet pattern. Right. You see, it's it can be done, you know, it's amazing. There's like a blog for everyone. Definitely, definitely. So another one of my mommies, um, she helps people having or to have natural births. So mommies who are pregnant to have a beautiful birth and not have an epidural. So she has a course on that. And the epidural, course what was that? Sorry. An epidural is um, pain medication that you get. So you don't. You mean the spinal not... tap? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That big needle. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The things moms go through. Yeah. <laughs> Stick a needle in my back. Oh. Um, so she helps moms avoid that by having a beautiful natural birth. She has a course that goes for, I think, $37, so hmm. not very expensive. Mm -hmm. And um, she, on her launch month, she made $20,000. Nice, nice. So you mentioned $37, and uh, uh, um, one of my favorite, um, well, he started out blogging too, Matt Stone. He also, he stays below the $100 point. Um, because um, so they say that if you can sell a $10 product, you can sell a $1,000 product. But, you know, I, I don't know if that's true. Uh, there's a lot of resistance going on when you raise the price. Definitely. Definitely. So um, what, do you, what, what do you think about pricing? Because I'm terrible at it. <laughs> um, I, golly, you kind of have to think of what kind of business do you want to build? Do you want to have... 10 students that all pay a thousand dollars or do you want to have a hundred students that all pay a hundred dollars or ninety seven dollars yeah uh it's it's easier to sell something that's lower cost so yeah your your product could could be in a smaller product if you're charging a thousand dollars it needs to be very valuable and people are going to be very kind of hesitant to buy mm -hmm. um Golly, for me, I look at my moms, they're stay-at-home moms. I look at my audience. I look at what's the maximum that they can purchase without consulting their spouse. So little thing ah. kind of how I decided on my, on my strategy for pricing was John and I have an unspoken rule. It was kind of, it's spoken. We have a spoken rule where <laughs> if anything over $50, you have to come consult each other, right? So if I'm going to go buy a pair of jeans that's $55, I have to at least just let them know, is this okay? But if it's oh. 47, it's under the $50 limit, so I can go ahead and buy it. <laughs> now that is a demographic golden nugget. You know, yep. uh, I never thought of that. Interesting. Maybe that's why me and my wife argue so much. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, so John and I had this rule and I figured probably other spouses have this, some type of rule too. Yeah. So I priced my course when I first launched it at 47 and it did really well. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Know your market, huh? Know your target, your avatar, whatever. Exactly. Wow. Okay. Any more examples? Um, you can also go to the stores where your target audience shops mm -hmm. and kind of see what do they spend money on and what is the, the median price of mm -hmm. a, a piece of, um, article of clothing or item that they buy there. So I know my mom shop at Target mm -hmm. and shirts in Target is around $9. Hmm. Um, nice jeans at Target are about $25. Mm -hmm. So I priced my ebook at 18 and I offered it a discount for half that and the moms love it. Hmm. Interesting. That is pretty smart, man. I'm going <laughs> to learn from you. So, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Awesome. 
All right, so we're getting near the end and my last two or three questions. So what books have changed your life? Golly, um, Robert Galdini, Influence. Oh, uh, is it Cialdini or Cialdini? I don't know how to say his name. You might be saying it correctly. I might be butchering it. He's the godfather of persuasion. You know, he's the number one now. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah, I have his uh, the the uh, audio book and love it. Yeah, my, I just I just told my husband two days ago to start listening to the book, and he's like, oh, "This is fantastic! I can't stop listening." I'm like, "Yeah, it's it's a really great book." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, ever since then, and, and maybe Scott Adams too, influence and persuasion have been like a big keyword now. You know, in, mm-hmm. yeah. Any other books? Um, what was it? Atomic Habits. Oh, who, oh that sounds James familiar. Clear. Who wrote that? James Clear, I believe. Oh, yeah, of course. He had the, or he has the blog. Yeah. And he started blogging too. He started with blogging also. Yeah, because it helps you build an audience and authority. Exactly, exactly. Atomic Habits. Okay, I'll have to check that out. You know, I, I thought that I read his blog, so I don't need the book. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, the book is great. Yeah. Any others? Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's just, I I spend a lot of my time actually doing and testing. So boy, you just said it, right? Stop reading and start doing, you know? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Like I get the knowledge and I'm like, okay, well, I need to go implement this before I get more knowledge and kind of confuse myself. So yeah. That's my strategy. Yeah, well, that's my specialty is confusing myself and going off on a tangent. (laughs) Bells and whistles, pop-ups. Many what what's hot right now is um chatbots, you know, yep. mes- messenger. Oh Jesus Christ! I, I, you know, <laughs> how do you manage it all? I mean, how do you focus? Um, I I I x out of all these windows and I <laughs> just focus on the one thing that works. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very much. I find something that works and I will hammer it until it doesn't work anymore. Where my husband on the other side is just like you. He will mm. tinker with everything. Mm. It's the bane of men. We, we just love tinkering with things. And, really? um, yeah. And okay, I always so, say, so it's a universal thing for, for yes, men to do that? Yes, I think so. If you're, if you're into psychology, then one of the things they'll say is that women are into people and men are into things, you know, it's like the mechanic versus the nurse thing. And, and, and it is biological. It is like, it is like what do you call it a proven fact it's not it's not controversial at all it's it's backed up by so much evidence it's ridiculous you know so oh yeah my goodness. i need to read that cuz that that sounds like me and my husband wow yeah well uh, jordan peterson is really uh, uh, burning up the blogosphere now and uh, he's got just some amazing lectures on that in youtube for free and uh, so yeah so you can just check that out and uh, yeah, that lot of lot of information there. Thanks, okay. Eric. Yeah, no problem. So, um, if you had to start over, what's the very first thing you would do? Uh, the very first thing was yeah. just have a functional blog. Not worry too much about making it look gorgeous. Just mm-hmm. have something that looks clean, mm-hmm. um, and then create great content and build my email list. Interesting. That that is a great formula. So, but it's not um, interesting. Is that it's you start with the blog. You don't start with an audience or a research or a market or whatever. You don't start with webinars. You you start with the blog. 
Yeah, yeah, because the, the blog is slower growth, but mm -hmm. it kind of it it just works for my audience and for me. It's it's we can tinker with it, we can test out new blog posts, and especially for my beginners, they're not comfortable with doing webinars and video right from the bat. Yeah. But hey, they can write something on a computer. So <laughs> yeah, they can yeah. write something on a computer and create a little pin image and kind of grow slow, and and it works for my audience because it's it's less intrusive on yeah. their life. Awesome. So, well, maybe, maybe it's the same as my next question. So what's your number one tip for bloggers? Number one tip is not to give up. Mm -hmm. um, there's actually a statistic where after three months, most bloggers give up <laughs> and they, they let their blogs die. <laughs> so if you can push through through three months through mm -hmm. six months and keep your blog going, like, it needs that time to kind of grow, to be seen by, by Google, to be seen by other blogs, to kind of yeah. pick up the traffic. Um, so just don't give up. Awesome. Right on. All right. So where can we reach you online? Where can we pick up that free blog plan? Awesome, Eric. You can go to startamonblog.com slash start, and you can get the free 12-month blog plan. That is so cool. That's where I started, and I love it. And... Are you, or um, what, what's on the horizons for you? What's next? Golly, so we're moving on Monday. We're moving to a new city, which is fantastic. We're coming closer, getting closer to my parents. Um, I will be launching, I haven't told anybody this, but a, a small store on my blog. Cool. So instead of doing just courses and eBooks, I'm going to create a small store on my blog, and that's my summer goal. So nice. that should launch up in August. Awesome. You want to tell us any more about the store or just wait? Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That, I get it. I get it. I got it. Got it. No, really cool. Okay. Awesome. Anything else you want to say? Did I forget anything? Uh-oh. So did I forget anything, Susie? No, Eric, that was it. This has been an honor to talk to you. Thank you so much again. It's been an honor to talk to you and learn from you. I'm still learning. And um, yeah, what was your uh, blog URL again? You can go to startamonblog.com slash start to get my 12-month free blog plan. Awesome. Thanks again, Susie. And I really look forward to talking to you next time. All right. Thank you so much, Eric. Okay. See ya. Bye. Okay, my friends. If you like that podcast, then remember to go to zbooks.co and go get all the materials to start your authoring career. We have a seven-day challenge every week, so there's no excuse to not finish your book. And remember... Please go to iTunes and upvote this podcast and Google Play. Okay, I look forward to seeing you at the top.